Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hey. It's just us two. Wait, so do you say Mercurio? Mercurio, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Mercurio. You could, you could, if you want to say that, you can. Like Mercury. How are you doing it? Mercurio. Mercurio? Yeah. Mercurio. So I've been saying it wrong this whole time? Well, no, I mean, there's no... there's no, you know, wrong way to eat a Reese's. It's sort There's of a wrong like, way to say Weinbach. Weinbach. No, people bake. are always like Weinbach and I'll be Weinbach. like Weinbach and they'll be like, okay, so Laura Weinbach. Uh-huh. And it's like, I mean, no, I just said Weinbach. I think if you like wanted to get <clears throat> real technical about my last name, you're supposed to go like Mercurio. Really? <laughs> Mercurio. 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 No, I don't think Mercurio. Really? I don't know. I think so. When I just like reach deep into my Italian roots, deep, deep into my heart, that seems to be what comes out. Okay. Based on zero information Mm -hmm. and facts or knowing any Italian whatsoever. I'll make sure to check with the identity police. (laughs) Anyways, we have no guests this (laughs) evening. We have no guests this evening. It's just uh, me and Laura here. It's just a private night on the town. For your amusement, you know, we present ourselves side by side, you know. (laughs) And we're here to discuss a 2003... A film called A Tale of Two Sisters. Um, it's a Korean film that is written and directed by Kim Ji-woon. And um, it's like a horror thriller, I would say. But we'll be getting to that in the second half of the episode. Uh, but first, I'm just going to chat about our weeks and stuff. So what have you been up to? You go first for once in your life. Oh my God, wow. Now that we don't have a guest, it's your turn to shine. <laughs> oh, it's finally me. It's it's me team. It's my time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh I was recently so I got like a bunch of um <clears throat> old tapes from my grandma. Oh and yeah. To digit basically to go through and digitize them all. Uh-huh. And so I have been on a sort of spree of watching like old family videos mm. of me uh and my brother and <laughs> mm-hmm. a couple of my cousins who I was pretty close to back then and still am actually close to mm-hmm. um and it's been like a very strange experience of sort of I've I haven't like wa- I haven't seen footage of myself as a kid uh in an extremely long time mm-hmm. or maybe like ever or I mean I guess I've seen glimpses of it but I've never like sat down and watched like a good amount of it Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a really bizarre experience really? to sort of like see, you know, bizarre like bizarre good or bad. Uh, or just well, weird. Both, I guess. It's like good and bad because <laughs> you're sort of like seeing, you're seeing like yourself and your own personality evolve. Because I mean, especially because what I'm were the there. ages that you were watching through? Right. So I guess it would have been I was. So the tapes were from. 96 through 99 so i would have been seven through uh 10 oh that could have been a or six through 10 i guess oh okay so interesting so it was six was probably pretty good right yeah you know i seemed like you know just uh really you know enjoying <clears throat> uh, my brother's company and you know uh, uh by 10 were you fully blown <laughs> by 10 by 10 <laughs> or maybe it was 11 when it stopped or whatever i can't remember when the tape stopped but um you know you i just got this you see i was seeing this sense of like not wanting the limelight anymore because so now the biggest thing i was noticing in all this in my in my um you know digging through my own psyche Mm -hmm. was that i was a little attention whore when i was a kid Mm. and like at all of the birthdays it was just like a total me fest (laughs) and like um i like am saying basically like the same jokes and stuff to all my friends every year and like uh like doing the same gags with like opening presents like i like i do this one thing where i'm like opening a present really slow and i'm like i'm gonna open this really carefully and then i just like rip it open or whatever to like get a laugh like basically i'm just doing everything that i possibly can to get a laugh from people (laughs) around me i like Mm -hmm. stick my face in the cake every single year and then i like take my fingers and i take the cake off my face and start like licking it and shit and like making weird faces at people or whatever Mm -hmm. it was like that's my i had a whole shtick i guess when i was a kid that i just didn't even remember or comprehend at all wow and then you know by the time you get around to my 10 or 11 ages 
I'm just like too cool for school. Like I'm over it. Like I just don't even want to be in front of the camera anymore. I'm like, don't put the camera in my face. (laughs) Whereas like before I'm like trying to get in the way of everyone else. Like I'm just a total just. (laughs) So were you like annoyed by yourself or did you like it? I was a little bit like I would be, I mean, you know, I guess it's all because it's just you're a kid, you know, so I wouldn't be like annoyed at this kid if I was around this kid that was me, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking to myself like, oh, man, this is like a little cringy to to, have to, <laughs> to watch and like know that I was so like needed all the attention all the time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that just makes you feel kind of weird, you know, mm-hmm. when you're like exploring yourself sure. <laughs> and your own past and like realizing that you needed all of this validation and attention when you were a little kid, you know? So you don't, you don't like subscribe to the belief that after you die, you watch your whole life as a video. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was just throwing that out there. I don't, <laughs> but I haven't, I have thought of that and I thought, what would that be like? It would be true. To be able to like literally watch every second of your life. Right. Like a movie. I mean, that's basically what this is. Front to back. Have you like gone, have you ever like watched old videos of yourself? Absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. Is was were you like a highly documented child? Pretty much, yeah. You have mm-hmm. like a lot of videos. Uh, to a degree, yeah. I mean, from my early ages, like f- I, my dad was, you know, he makes made movies, so he right, right. loved to just videotape everybody all the damn time, and he like <laughs> he videotaped my family, my mom giving birth to my little brothers, <laughs> and he made a DVD of it. There and, is like, that. Passed it out to my whole family. <laughs> oh my god! But he was like so fascinated. I mean, it was all well intentioned, but it right. was a bit much. But I mean, it was interesting. Well, I, isn't that common though? Filming births. I'm sure it must be. I mean, I, I mean, don't know my, anybody my else. My family does that. <laughs> so but, maybe I mean, it's just me and you. It's crazy because my little brothers actually got to watch themselves being born. That must have been a bit of see, a trip. See, I skipped that tape. <laughs> I didn't see. I don't think my dad videotaped me and Brent being born. But um, but yeah, I mean, there was footage of me like, you know, from ages zero to I would say probably like six or seven. Those are the golden years for me. I and was adorable. You've seen a lot of it, like recently or something. Kind of, yeah. My dad, like he been he's been digging up a lot of old home videos in the last couple of years, and he's been making these DVDs because he's trying to digitize as well. That, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. <clears throat> Just for you know posterity. And exactly. Like, and he because tapes can get lost. And he like has found some really good golden footage that he you know put together, and he wanted to show all of us. So I have been watching them recently, mm-hmm. and. They're pretty good, actually. <laughs> Some of it is like he used to make me and my brother Brent do these impressions of old like 1950s and 40s actors who we didn't even know who they were. And mm-hmm. he would just like give us these lines to say and we would just do it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny because he was like trying to act like some kind of acting coach and we just wanted to get it over with. But like it was actually really interesting to watch that. So I was doing something similar to that, but I was the one like the ringleader or whatever. Like I I wanted (laughs) my cousins to like, uh, well, specifically my brother. I like, I, I was like trying to act out scenes with him, but then like, he's just so disinterested in it that I would just act out scenes with myself (laughs) and basically just like put on this whole play like performance where I play all of the characters and I'm like saying lines to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, oh my God, this is like a little bit. A bit much. Like insanity. <laughs> like it's a little bit like, oh my God. You know, because really? I'm just like sitting there clearly just like coming up with the next part of the story that I'm uh-huh. trying to present to whoever it is is filming. <laughs> right, right. It's like a little bizarre. I mean, I guess like it's cool in a way that like it to see that I was obsessed with like storytelling, I guess, still yeah. as a kid or whatever. Like yeah. there's there's some cool aspects of it of like seeing how that stuff has evolved into who I am now. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it's it's like... <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself like always trying to be the center of attention now. Like I'm very much like I like to be a little more on like the sidelines in a way. Right, right. More of an observer type, you could say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I don't know. It's just interesting to see myself in such like a needing the spotlight kind of way. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, watching video and film and picture of oneself from one's past can be a bit of an intense thing. <laughs> I used to test the waters with the twin. I mean, I would just straight up go up to them just to annoy them and mm. make up songs. I had one about Nikki that was to the melody of the Double Mint Gum commercial. 
<laughs> I don't know that. You want to hear how it I, goes? I do definitely. All right, it goes like this. Nicholas Dickless is a little butthole. <laughs> Nicholas Dickless is a little booty scratcher and a crap head. If you would, just stop a looking at me. Because I can't take your booty scratching butt kiss and ugly crappy face butt head. <laughs> I'll be able to look at you for an extra, extra, extra long time. And I'll be able to write a longer, better song about your booty scratching face. Holy oh, yeah. Shit. It was actually to the extra, extra gum. Gum, not double mint. I can assume there's not as many words in the original version. <laughs> quite but, as many, but right. it was basic you, melody. You, was you did some liberties with But he did not like that. He was really easy to like make cry, and I would take advantage of that. Just, and then I, I would hug him. I could actually it. really see that if just going like, oh, would you stop that? He would cry, and then I would hug him. <laughs> Isn't that fucked <laughs> up? I would do it all just to see him cry so that I could get, make him give me a hug. Because he, he didn't, they didn't like to give me hugs, you know, when uh, they were little. Cause they were you were a hugger? Yeah, kind of. Well, not so. Yeah, I mean, to them, because they were so little and cute. And I'd be like, give me a hug. And they'd be like, no. And then I'd mm. make fun of them until they cried so hard they needed a hug. Mm. <laughs> and then they would just give me a hug. Oh, my God. So it was so demented. Need, it know? was like demented. Right. Um, anyway, what else is there to talk about? I think this movie is what it is. Okay, about. fine. We can move on. Uh, But quickly before we do, I just want. Oh, wait. Me too. Uh, okay do you want to go first yeah no i just want to announce a couple things uh this is announcement we did have a really fun weekend last weekend with the band we went to nevada city played at cooper's and it was a great show we did and then we played at big stick festival um and that was a blast loves it and uh we also are going to be embarking on a little tour Mm -hmm. at the end of july and we're playing at mississippi studios in portland on july 29th that's a sunday with um holiday party and another band to be announced and we will also be headlining in san francisco at the Mm. independent with werewolf the band werewolf is co-headlining uh we play third of three and they play second and uh that's on august august 16th 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 thursday Uh august 16th and we'll announce all our tour dates online but that's just a little quick pre heads up for the for the hardcore fans out there you can get your tickets starting next week both of the shows are going to have tickets on sale starting next week but i'm really excited about our tour coming up and uh other tour dates to be announced as well yeah yeah sex 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 get them tickets uh i was gonna just mention that the bell's atlas video has like a definite release date now um and it's coming out on the 27th of this month which is oh, june congrats. june 27th mm. so if you're listening to this in the future it's already out go watch it but if you're listening to this if you're if you're a hardcore fan you're listening to this right when it comes out it's coming out 27th so stay tuned for that Sick. one anyways <clears throat> so we've just watched um a tale of two sisters again 2003 korean film uh written and directed by kim ji woon thriller horror um centers around a uh family um specifically two sisters who uh go and stay at their old family home for what seems to be like a weekend or just a short trip or something um with their father and uh, stepmom and uh strange things are happening in the house uh they're not really sure what it is but there's some sort of disturbance in the house and there's just lots of sort of strange family dynamics going on as well uh and yeah i think uh you know it's it's a it's a dark thriller slash horror film i would say more so horror mm-hmm. um but yeah that's all i'll say without giving away anything unless you feel like there's something else i should add i think that sounds about right yeah go okay. for that yeah. Oh, and I'll mention that I, I have seen this film upwards of 10, 15, wow, 20 times. Really? Oh I've seen God. this film wow. a whole lot. This is huh. um, this is a, a classic for me being just like how many times I've seen it, basically. When did it come out? Uh, 2003. Hmm. And I, th- I think I must have just seen it shortly thereafter or, or like around when it came out. Wow. 2003, right when I got to UC Santa Cruz. And then I just loved it so much and just sort of was uh i just feel like i've shown this to so many people in my life (laughs) through the course of of all these years Hmm. so you're the you're next in line well probably people listening right now are like yeah he showed this to me (laughs) (laughs) right on cool um yeah i guess i kind of already blew what i think of the film but uh (laughs) well i'll say more detail later but i want to know what you thought of this film yeah um I enjoyed it to a degree. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, I liked the aesthetic of it and 
there were some adorable set designs and like really cute outfits and I liked the the cast for the most part. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it was uh, was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was fun. Uh did it's I good. love it? I mean, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say I loved it, but I <laughs> Damn it. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was uh, I don't know. I feel I have a little bit of mixed feelings now that the, I've seen the end of it. Huh. But um interesting. I'm excited to talk about the ending. I think there's a lot to get into in a spoiler sense in this movie. Yeah. Unfortunately. So I really like the music like right off the bat. I mean, like just when they immediately introduced the score, I was into it. But as the movie went on, I noticed like the way they were using the score was a little weird, I thought, or it was just a little bit like off-putting i guess because i mean it wasn't that they were using it in a juxtaposing kind of way that bothered me it was just that it was like mixed really loudly at times and it just that element of it made it seem kind of like amateur to me the way they were using it or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. um but i liked the composition of the score a lot Mm -hmm. so that was cool um and yeah, and just yeah, there were some nice moments in the. I thought that the main girl, the main, the older sister, the one who plays the older sister in the movie, that she was great, excellent. Sumi, Sumi. Yeah, is the name of the character. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that she was a really good actress. Mm-hmm. That girl. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. That's all I got to say right now. So, why what did you think you? of the plot? Like, without spoilers, like the plot. Where, did um, you? Well, I was compelled, you know, I was compelled to try to understand what everything, what it, well, see, I can't say it without giving away any spoilers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell, I'll say more once we're at spoilers. What about you? Fair enough. Um, Well, (laughs) like I already said. Oh yeah, you loved it. I love this Seen it 10 times. (laughs) Seen it, seen it so many times. Um, I consider this, uh, for me personally, this is uh, one of my favorite horror films Uh, in the sense that it's. While I don't think it's terrifying, um, I think it's like one of the best made horror films I've seen. Sort of in a similar line with like The Shining mm-hmm. or like The Witch. Mm-hmm. Or maybe The Witch is a better example where I personally don't find The Witch like terrifying or anything. I, I don't think it's one no, of the most terrifying. I know you do. But for me personally, like The Witch isn't one of the most terrifying movies I've seen. But it is such an incredible like an incredible film first Mm -hmm. and then it just so happens that it's in the horror genre and that's kind of how i feel about this film is like i love this film just as a film you know and it just so happens that it's in the horror genre Mm -hmm. which you know i do i i love horror um but yeah i don't consider it to be like a terrifying experience or anything so i would say if you like are scared easily or whatever like i don't think I don't think it's that scary. It has some scary moments for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think it's just a great movie first up. And uh, I really enjoy the plot. And there's a lot I have to say about that uh, later on in spoilers. But um, yeah, I think I uh, I think there is a melodrama to the movie. Um, like some of the acting is big. And I think some of the score is played for like on the big side. Um, but for me, I think it really works well with just the themes that are at play. And like sometimes a score kind of like intruding or like loud noises kind of intruding to kind of like show me how to feel at certain things can annoy me or whatever. But for some reason, I just feel like the way they're doing it, it just like works for me here. Yeah, and I, mean, I, yeah. I too like the sound of the score as well. I, I agree with you, yeah, obviously. I didn't think necessarily that it was melodramatic in terms... I mean, it was over the top, which mm-hmm. was sty- a stylized decision, right. and that's okay. I'm okay with that. It's more just the mix. Like, I don't think that they meant to do certain mix things on purpose. Like, it was just seemed a little bit like... I don't know, like the fade-outs, and like there's just certain things that seemed a little bit oh, amateur yeah. to me about uh-huh. the, the way it was mixed and... It yeah, made me kind of be that. like, oh, I guess this is not quite as pro as I thought it was, which is whatever. It's not that big a deal. It's fine. Yeah. It was just seemed a little bit like awkward and kind of like quirky, but uh-huh. unintentionally. Like I understand. I think I understand what they were doing on purpose and mm-hmm. what they were not doing on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I agree with that. So for sure. 
you know, and we can talk more about that when we get to spoilers because there's specific things I can mention. Cool. Let's get to those really soon, but I do just want to say one more thing, which is uh, I think the cinematography is really something to point out as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the set design, I totally agree with you. I love the use of color and just the house is decorated in a really interesting way. Like there's always just something new to be looking at that is like interesting and but specifically the cinematography there mm-hmm. are so many shots in this movie that I just think are it. so yeah. well composed and really well thought out mm-hmm. and it's to the, the degree that they're they come so often mm-hmm. that it's just like oh my god there's so many great ideas in this movie from a from a cinematography standpoint like just uh the way things are framed the color use um patterns that are happening uh just like the composition of certain frames really like stick in my mind very strongly Mm -hmm. and even some very creative just ideas are at play you know just like general concepts that um i feel like never really fall into being cliche or anything it always feels like a pretty creative and unique kind of um ideas that you're that you're seeing visual ideas and uh motifs and etc etc i mean i i I find it a really strong film visually Mm -hmm. uh like it it tells its story visually very often um there's not like a ton of dialogue in the movie there's like long sequences that are fairly quiet um and a lot of the times you're getting a lot of information story-wise just through the visuals and i uh really love that about it Mm -hmm. it's like really effective some scenes specifically Mm -hmm. that i'll call it later but mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to get into spoilers because I think there's so much to discuss in spoiler sense in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would definitely recommend that if you haven't seen it and this sounds something that would be interesting to you, that you should not listen further because it's the, it's a kind of film that you can spoil. There are major plot developments mm-hmm. and I would not recommend listening if you haven't seen it. Um, so we will be spoiling A Tale of Two Sisters. So uh, yeah, tune out anyways yeah um well anyway i feel like the movie really throws a lot of clues at you like it really foreshadows throughout quite a bit like with Mm -hmm. certain you know like hints or whatever or like it focuses on a very specific object or Mm -hmm. incident that doesn't get immediately explained and Mm -hmm. you you know you're i feel like you're meant to kind of like internalize those images and save them for later Mm -hmm. yeah and like i expect that they're going to be explained eventually you Mm -hmm. know and totally in a way i guess it did kind of explain things almost a little bit too much i mean there actually are a few questions i have but Mm -hmm. like from what i gather um it's weird i thought the movie was gonna end way before it ended right and Uh then it kept going and um and then by the end of it it kind of explains everything very like blatantly mm-hmm. and so because of that it made me think that it wasn't quite as awesome as it was gonna, i thought it was gonna be hmm. um like i thought it was gonna just like you know not really give you a perfect like explanation all in one like it's like they basically summarize everything that it was hinting at in one like montage sequence at the end and it's like if they were just going to do that, then what's the point of all the force? Like it seemed like the foreshadowing was kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> a little bit like pointless. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like they were able to just tell the story in like, you know, a matter of five minutes or less. And they were drawing and yet they were trying to draw it out. You know what I mean? And they would have these kind of like momentous reveals, but then it would like keep going. I mean... I thought it was cool though at times. Like I did like how it blurs the lines between fantasy and reality and um, dream and real life or whatever. And like Mm -hmm. who did what? Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess from what I gather, like I think by the end of the movie we realize, okay, the sister died because she found her mother either was, had committed suicide or was killed in the closet Mm -hmm. by overdosing on drugs and hanging herself. I would say, I would say, committed suicide so she finds her mother in the closet and then she's so freaked out trying to pull her mother out of the closet that the the closet falls it's it's an armoire so it's like a not a built-in closet it falls on top of the younger sister Mm -hmm. and she's screaming and crying and then the stepmother finds her in the room and realizes that oh she's dying Mm -hmm. 
I could save her, but I don't think I, she's like kind of startled by it and decides not to save her. And but has second thoughts. She may may have had second thoughts, but then she was like sealed the deal by the fact that the older sister, nobody else heard the daughter, the, the younger daughter screaming and the older daughter like was insolent to the stepmother. And that kind of made her decision not to made the stepmother's decision not to save her. And not to tell the father or the older sister that the girl was dying. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, the older sister, when she discovered that her younger sister had died in that closet, kind of went crazy. Mm -hmm. And probably from guilt. Uh, we can assume it's like a guilt trip. Well, that like she was, she, no, but she was placed the guilt trip by the stepmother. Oh, totally. Like the stepmother definitely planted those seeds in yeah. her by like saying, you'll regret this moment. You'll right. someday look back and regret but this moment. But then she, yeah, she has like these obvious like demons thinking. But she's clearly like. It, it was her fault. Right. Yeah, exactly. Placing the blame. But, you can assume that she's placed the blame of her sister's death on herself for like not in that moment, like realizing that whatever, you know. I guess like some of the stuff that doesn't fully get explained. Like, there were moments where it focuses on like the different objects like in the room, like the dolls. Mm -hmm. or um like let me think what else i don't know uh i thought oh well, those dolls are gonna come into play later and i don't know why maybe it's just like that's what she sees outside of the closet when she's dying you know the dolls in the chest like in the girls in the younger sister's bedroom and yeah those seem to be like of importance in the mood like they focus on them for a little while and i wondered why and i didn't that never fully got explained it never also got explained fully why that what that couple was about and maybe there's i'm not putting some puzzle pieces together but that couple that comes into the house and the woman is like telling this story that she's laughing hysterically about but nobody else is laughing and the stepmom. Yeah, the stepmom. And then she says, don't you remember that? And then the two people are like, no, I don't remember. And then the girl starts going into like a weird convulsion. Um, well, let me... possessed. Let me what point out that... that? Do, you, do you understand that Sumi is all three of them? Like she was all... She has like a split personality disorder and she oh, is... Yeah. I did think... Okay, I realized that she was... Realized that she was the stepmother. And she's also... Herself. But I didn't know that she was the other girl. Like she was sort of playing all three of these roles or whatever in her head throughout the course of the majority. Like the bulk of the film takes place um, as she is recalling it. Like the first scene is we see her in a mental institution. So we know something's right. up. Right. Uh, and then she's asked to recall what happened or whatever. And so then most of the story is told about this episode that she had at the house uh, with her dad. Where in reality, it's just her and her dad went to this house for like a getaway because he's concerned about her health and he wants to like help her get better or whatever. Uh, but in her head, which is where we are as the viewer, um, her stepmom and her sister are there who aren't actually there, but right. they're the manifestations of her like the step hallucinations. It, like the stepmom probably isn't really that evil, you know, but mm. in her head, She's constructed this like very, you know, mm. maniacal mm -hmm. version of this stepmom that is like hyper kind of like. That is just it, evil. Uh, evil and just like, you know, yeah, just very quirky and wild and like this just very mean person um, because in her mind, that's who she is, you know, like whatever. Um, and then has also not accepted her sister's death and has like manifested her to still be alive and right. like be this person that she's still talking to or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know what it's, it's a great film to watch again, I would say too, mm, because there's yeah. actually a lot in there. Um, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, he only addresses her. He only ever addresses Sumi. Right. Um, she interacts yeah. with the other two all the time, but that's because it's her, it's all her, like it's all her own little drama that's going on. Right. She's constructing this whole thing. And, uh, you know, like the dad gives her those pills at, at dinner and just sort of like, just sort of like letting them all talk or whatever and he's just like oh no like because he understands that, that she's, she's going through an episode yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> there's just there's actually a lot to see there when you watch it again all right um, yeah that might be interesting but anyways so i i think i was telling you that for a reason because you were asking about oh right uh the couple that comes in so yeah so the reason that they're like totally just what the fuck is because she is sumi 
and she's talking about this like crazy story that they weren't even there for because she's like made up in her mind that the stepmom had this whole thing or whatever with them that never even happened and so then they're looking at her and they're being like uh no we weren't there and i don't but why did that. that girl they also looked upset by her like they well, i think they like... were kind of like ups- disturbed or sort of just like maybe they weren't ready to see her in that way like maybe they hadn't seen her since she like started having split personality disorder or something why was the girl going into a convulsion though uh what happened with i that? take that to be so was i think that possessed? the house is haunted, haunted and like by the ghost of the mom and the sister who both died in that closet mm-hmm. um and so i think the house is legitimately haunted like oh, okay the things that uh have happened there have like cursed the house in a way and have like kept these dark disturbances happening um in the house so i do think that stuff is you know actually happening God, that's um <laughs> anton uh-huh. anton just came home um so i i kind of take her seeing the girl under the sink or whatever is like for some reason she was She's just tapping. like in tune with the house and she was like just but why did she it. like start throwing up and stuff well, because she, like, was swallowing a pill or whatever. Like, oh. she, like, choked on the pill that they were trying to give her. Because she's, like, screaming and shit. And, like... Yeah. I kind of took that as she's, like, just choking on the pill or whatever. But to me, it seems like an anxiety attack or something that, like, gets thrown way off by sort of demonic spirits in the house, kind of. Uh, she starts, like, seeing the things that have happened in this house in some way. You know? So like, she's the only was- one who's aware of the things that have happened there. But like, oh, she's only, okay. M- maybe, see. maybe. I mean, you know, it's a little vague, I would say, but that's how I interpret it is like. Like, who are those people anyway? They're the, um, the, the guy is the dad's brother. So it's, it's Sumi's uncle. Mm. And so. And his wife, I guess. So you're telling me that the stepmom never li- was, where is she now? So remember when she co- she actually does really come to the house by the, at the yeah, end of the Yeah, she's suit? like in the suit, yeah. So that's her actually coming to the house for the first time. She hasn't been there the whole time prior to that. It's just she been She had an affair with the dad clearly though in real life. Yes, probably. definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, well, and she was like having an that's I feel like why the the real mo- the mom character killed herself right. because she found out about this affair or whatever. Right. Um so that's why like Sumi has all this rage for this stepmom yeah, character because yeah. she loves her mom so much and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, so she's seeing her for the, so, okay. I mean, why is it that that woman is her doctor or taking her to the mental ward? Well, I think the that stepmom. they are together now. Like the, the stepmom and her real father are now together. Oh, but and she she's wasn't like in com- the house. She wasn't in the house. No, no. That was the first time that she, actually like the real her appears in the movie because huh. i mean there's also the way that she's acting is different yeah like, yeah totally she's a more toned down grounded kind of person right. when the real her is yeah whereas the fake version of her that sumi has created that you're seeing for the majority of the film is like this hyper just like really evil kind of caricature version of yeah. her you know um hmm. and so when she enters in kind of like these darker clothes she's more like restrained She's more concerned for Sumi's health, like legitimately, you know, like she actually has some heart. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they're like they're Then they take her to the mental institution. But you think that she really did kill her, kill the daughter. Uh, she did let the old she the younger did, yeah. daughter die. I mean, she is kind like fucked evil. for sure. Like she she did do something pretty fucked up and she totally put this girl on her mental spiral downward, right. you know, for sure. Um, huh. So, yeah, I do think that... Do so you she, think it was her fault that Sumi went crazy? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that she is a manipulative kind of person. I mean, to do something like that, to, like, put the blame of your sis- of their sister's death... Yeah. And, like, let them ha- just sit with that just because of your own kind of pride or something mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is, you know, is, like, a pretty fucked up thing to do, I think. But in a way, she is that evil then. Like, I think that... Sumi like sees kind of her true spirit and then she basically like manifests it but right right I don't know maybe I don't, well yeah it's interesting I mean I guess what you're saying makes sense are you sure about all this or is this your interpretation uh I feel like it's 
there. I, I, I don't know. I guess technically it's my interpretation, but mm-hmm. um, seeing this movie so many times, it seems yeah, yeah. clear that's what's going on here. I would watch do, it again do, then. Do you, just mean, for... do you mean like just the sense that she's all three characters? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched this. I, I've like consciously watched it mm-hmm. looking for that kind of stuff. And it's just interesting. Like the the father and the and the stepmom like aren't interacting really. And they aren't really interacting in the house. Right. Like for example, when uh, she is in bed or whatever and he's cuddling with her, it's really just Sumi like, and then he that's why he leaves and he goes on the couch or whatever because he's like i don't want to like <laughs> i'm not interested in you being know. with you as a, <laughs> a right woman. right hmm. um and there's just like there's just all these and, and i think you're right about the you're you're totally right about them kind of like foreshadowing a lot in the film but the thing is is they're actually like even more when you <laughs> have already seen it like yeah I then guess. there's even more yeah, layers yeah, to yeah. it so it's well, actually that's like why, that's cool because I thought maybe I did kind of get it all, but I obviously didn't. I still clearly had a lot of questions, but yeah. I felt like I totally had a lot. Of, to them, be clear, yeah. I had a lot of questions the first time I watched. Yeah, it. I mean, I guess why? I mean, them showing us sort of the like what actually happened in the house, I thought was just too much of a reveal. I guess it's actually just enough to kind of put the pieces together because. But um, I guess the other question is like, well, what about? I don't know. What about that big statue that, she, or I guess it's all just manifestations, like herself driving herself crazy and wanting to kill herself, basically. Mm-hmm. Or like, I with took the that guilt she, or shame. Or she like, did take that statue out, I guess, from the garden or whatever the hell she's taking. Yeah. Out. Who knows? But, um, and like dragged a big pile of dolls and like was hitting it or whatever, like pretending that that was like Sumi's corpse. Or oh, something. so that's what the dolls were about. Well, because remember, it's like revealed that those dolls. I mean, I don't know where those dolls come from initially. They came from the bedroom that was belonged to her younger sister. Oh, okay. I actually didn't get that. Yeah. I noticed that immediately. But, but they do show a flash of her, like, hitting with the club stick. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's actually her. It's not the stepmom. And that what she's hitting is actually just a pile of dolls that she put into... Or not put. I guess they were already there. It was hard to tell. I thought maybe there was a doll in there with <laughs> the sister or something. Or I don't know. Like, the sister wasn't really in there ever. Right. It was but just But why was like there her, blood in there? Well, there wasn't really because oh, yeah, the blood disappears when it. she like when the dad comes home and she kind of snaps out of her psychosis. Right. The blood on the floor disappears. Like, right, right. That aspect was just her own manifestation right. of she's like, I love the doll. I loved the younger sister's bedroom. Yeah. Set design. Oh, yeah. I love her bed and her like wallpaper. I knew you would and, love the set design of this. Yeah. It was uh, like movie. so cute. <laughs> it's like I mean, very, it was really pretty. I love it too. Um, But it's I feel like it's very much. It was like European <laughs> Victorian dollhouse, basically, like right. but Korean style. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. It was cool. I liked it, it. It reminds me vaguely of The Shining, too. Just like this. Ha- Obviously, oh, it's a house of, and it's not yeah. like. But just also the way it's shot and the colors. And yeah. Like the kind of uh, very methodical camera movements mm-hmm. uh, remind me a little bit of The Shining. Um, right. And just the orchestral score, I would say, as well, kind of reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like those concepts being put together of this very dark shit going on in a space, plus orchestral music, plus like um, sort of this high, this like higher sense of uh, wealth or whatever. Like the, the there's like a what's it called? Just you know, it's uh, it's a very nice building, like architecture wise and. You know, there's like this, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying, the difference of how like wealthy they are versus how dark everything is. Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. That was the word <laughs> I was just like dying to get out of my system. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, the stepmom definitely is evil. Yeah. Totally. But she doesn't act but as maybe, evil as that. Exactly. I think it's more under the surface. The real right. version of her is yeah. like kind of like a cold, manipulative, but mm-hmm. like collected right. person. Mm-hmm. Whereas the manifestation that she, that we're seeing for most of the film, that uh, Sumi is kind of manifesting through the majority of the film. Uh, but what about like the scratches on the younger sister's arms in the beginning and the getting her getting her period and stuff like that? Like, well, they all got the period the same day because of the same person. I, oh, right. Duh. And then like the scratches on her <laughs> arm point. is probably like self-harm or something, you know? Really? Like, 
That or it's just like, I mean, both of them aren't real. So it's one right. not real person doing something to another not real person. Right. So maybe all that is just not like that never really, that obviously yeah. never really happened anyway. So. Right. Good point. So I guess it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> right. It's like just her tripping out. I mean, I think that's a manifestation of, of her seeing her stepmom as being s- so evil towards her uh, sister. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that just all comes from her perception of the stepmom not doing something to ha- save yeah. her sister. That's cool. Because it's like she's, it's interesting. Like while she's sneaking into the mom's bathroom to get like feminine products or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's sleeping. But that's like that character sleeping in her mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then like. It's kind of cool. And they have that conversation of like, oh, so weird that right. uh, you get your period. And then like she also gets her period. But I was just up. thinking it's not that weird because that happens all the time with women well, who live so in the same house. <laughs> I think that's kind of part of what they're hinting at is like you don't know if it's supposed to be right. weird or not. But yeah. obviously, if you watch it again, you're like, OK, well, that's what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that was like, well, yeah, well composed. I'm sure like, yeah, it definitely seems like it'd be worth watching again. It's totally worth watching again. And I always, it's so funny because it's like, once you've seen it once, I always get this sense when I'm showing someone it. I'm like, oh man, I really hope they don't like figure this out, you know? But What's it's the like, hairpin? What? The hairpin that she finds like near the sink. Yeah. Oh, I think that's just a piece of, um, so at that point, who she's being haunted by is the sister because yeah. she's in that green dress. And we see the green dress later. It's like in a oh, picture yeah. hanging next to the closet that falls when she like comes in. Oh, yeah. So Wait, she, she Yeah, yeah. Okay. Point being that the girl in the green dress is the ghost of the uh, sister. Um, so I think that's just like, I don't know, maybe a piece of her hairband or something. Like the, the sister's whatever. It's just like a piece of. But why would it be there? Well, because she's just getting all. She's like being haunted. <laughs> So do you think there, she really, there really is a ghost then? Yes, I do think that the place is haunted for sure. And I, I think that comes from, I mean, I only know, I only know. So she's not that crazy, maybe. Maybe it's like she's the only one who can see these ghosts. No, because why would she see the stepmom? The stepmom's not dead. No, the stepmom's not dead, but she does see the ghost of her mom. Like the, the, the ghost that you see crawling around in her room. Yeah. And then like she comes oh, and she that like above dress, her or whatever yeah, with the that's the mom hand. for sure i mean because her neck first up like her neck's oh, all like yeah. weird like she's still hung or whatever right that's um, so creepy and so the, and the, and it is her mom i mean like when you see it again it's like it's the yeah. same actress uh-huh. um and the, the majority of the her time her hand come out of her like between her legs and like what's that about why does she right. try to haunt the girl well, the daughter. I mean, that isn't a dream for one. But why is she like an evil entity in that? Hmm. Especially towards the daughter. Like, why would she do that to the daughter? Well, I think that's just because it's a dream. That that actually didn't happen because then she wakes up. Maybe because it's like she's seeing it as like she's a dark. Like, there's anger still like resonating from her mother because her mother like killed herself and it's not towards her. She's trying to like wake her up to it or something like trying to let her know, like I'm here and this needs to be dealt with. Right. Not by you, but maybe by, or I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe trying to rock her out of of her psychosis too. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. know, But how would that work though? (laughs) Who knows? A dream like that, that dream. Okay. That doesn't fully fit into everything. Does it? What the dream? Yeah. There probably is something that I'm missing, though. Well, that has to do with. I mean, I feel like so much stuff stuff. has to do with everything else. That, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I have found a lot of meaning in this film through the many times I've watched it. Yeah. I don't know. I do think that actually does seem legit. That like maybe the mom is like still there and is seeing that her daughter is like struggling with this mental issue of like manifesting these people and like is losing her mind basically and maybe is trying to reach out in some way you know why would she do it in such a scary way well i think that's just how ghosts are i mean i know in japanese culture that ghosts are like portrayed in a certain way like and it's it's like you know when you see a lot of japanese i don't know if you have many japanese horror movies you've seen but they're often portrayed as like 
long haired in the I face. Know. Right. That like the was whole a, ring girl or whatever. Right. That was reminding me of that. And that's when I started thinking like, oh, maybe I'm not going to be as into this. We'll see. But the thing is, is like, I think people always think that like everything's just copying the ring or whatever, but the ring yeah. is just the most popular version of this. But in Japanese culture, like that is since for a very long time, that's just like how they portray ghosts. Because people's hair grows after they die, probably. It's like, it's just kind of a thing. It's just like how we have this classic view in American culture of like ghosts being like with the sheet over your head or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, like there's, it's just like that is the way that they, sh- that they have always. That's the iconic ghost That's just like thing. the, uh, yeah, it's just like a ghost is this. Kind but of, she clearly seemed like evil in the dream. Like she was all in black and it was like scary. It wasn't mm-hmm. like the ghost of her sister is not scary. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're just I guess going around kind in circles of here because I think we both don't understand it. Right. So <laughs> well, I'm just trying but I'm to not like saying that there isn't something though. There probably is, but I think we both didn't get it. <laughs> right. So reach reach out if you've seen the movie, you know, and you've got thoughts on that part. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Totally tell me at gmail.com. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. But what yeah. else? Um, what else? What else is there to say? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that is a good movie. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I love. I just love this movie. And I guess I, the end was weird. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. The uh, one thing about the end that was a little funny was like the way it ended with the like freeze frame. Or oh, I don't like turned that. into like sepia tone. No, I don't like that. That just seems so cheesy. It's a little cheesy. Yeah, it's a little like. Cheap. But that's what made me think like, oh yeah, there is a certain like cheesiness to certain things about this. Like there are a couple things, just there a few a small couple. things. I totally agree, but and the uh, I, I'm of that. the belief that like no film is perfect. You know, like. I think if you pick apart anything, you're going to find something that you don't think is like 100% for you either. Yeah, and no. that is, I told, I'm with you. Like, I don't like that freeze frame thing, but there, I do, there are other things in this movie that I normally don't like, but I think it does it well, you know, like things that I would maybe think would be cheesy in other aspects. Mm-hmm. I actually think there is like just a heightened sense of things in this movie that mm-hmm. it kind of works for me for some reason. I just like, it works. It, it's like a little, it, like I think you said it, uh, larger than life. Like I think that's a good way to describe it where there's these things happening in the movie that are just like a little over the top, mm-hmm. but it just kind of works. Like I didn't feel like it was, you know, distracting or, or removing me from the movie. And in fact, in some ways I felt like some of those things were really pulling me in. Like there was these just really fun things to be like seeing Mm-hmm. you know and hearing and like there's just some wild shit in this movie and i think mm-hmm. really creative uh just like really visionary kind of scenes like really thinking about visually how to tell these pieces of the story that like you're kind of getting but maybe not fully getting and then you later realize like oh that's what that meant or whatever like you're mentioning these objects or these things that you're seeing in the movie i mean that's just all it's just all kind of it's all just happening and I, I guess you like you're saying you're very aware of it and maybe that is to a fault then that it's maybe a little too obvious like the motifs that they're throwing in but there were definitely moments where I was like oh, no, I know exactly what's gonna happen right did you now. know that she was gonna be that the two daughters are gonna be the same person no I didn't think of that until oh, okay. point. but no in terms of just like in the moment of it happening like when the mom is showing up in the bedroom as the ghost. Like I knew that she was going to wake up from that. It was a dream. Oh yeah, I mean, and I knew like I mean there were just certain not, tropes that they used meant to, like, I don't well know. there were just certain like horror f- film tropes that that were employed that were clearly going to end up a certain way. Mm-hmm. But there's some really effective ways, like little twists that I think they're putting on it. Like when the thing or whatever is like coming into Soo Young's room. Like, I love that you just see, like, the fingertip, you know, go oh, away yeah. when she's, like, opening that door. Like, you just get, like, this glimpse of a fingertip, right, as as it pulls away. Right. And, like, Wait, what was that again? What, what? That was in the beginning. It was pretty, it was pretty early on. She was on. in the bedroom? She's in the bedroom. She's, like, going to bed, and she, like, hears the door open. She sees the door open. Oh, the, do- the younger daughter. Yeah, the younger daughter. And then she, like, you know, it lets you know that it's, like, a physical person just then by, like, the doorknob actually then right. turning again and then you like see a piece of a finger or whatever. Oh, was that supposed to be the stepmom not rescuing her? I mean, I took it as it's, yeah, it's like the stepmom. But then again, she also isn't even real in that scene. So it's like, I think it's more of just 
her beginning these manifestations of the stepmom like being evil towards the the uh, d- the daughter the sister i mean uh-huh. anyways i love the scenes oh. with the two sisters just like lying in bed together and like yeah i think being really, very close like there really was a real bond a, there i totally agree i think the acting on both the sisters is really believable like there's mm-hmm. they have some really great moments that to me just really read as very authentically two sisters like Mm -hmm. and how you would act with your sibling and like they seem like very comfortable Mm -hmm. and uh very much on the same page and you know ultimately it's tragic when you look back on it and you're like Mm -hmm. oh man it's because she's like missing the bond that they had you know like it's clear they have this like really deep bond Mm -hmm. but yeah the i think they really sell it with the acting i think both both the daughters are great i think the stepmom's great too you know even though she's like playing these this eccentric character version of herself she is good yeah but mm-hmm. i thought that she really did a great job that she did she has some great moments and i love the dinner scene too mm. uh, oh, the part where um the su young or su, the main you know sumi sumi is um trying to untie the bag mm. you know the bag that's yeah. all covered in blood that moment she really really sold me on that yeah. like just her whole like shift of you know emotion the emotional range that you see like going across her face and like her you know just acting and screaming and that part is really good and you feel it too it's like (laughs) you you just feel it like she's it's like it feels exactly how you would feel in that scenario of like god i just want to get this fucking open i want to know what this is you know like and she just like it heightens to such a degree because she's like convinced it's her sister you know yeah Mm mm-hmm um yeah i really think she does a great job in this movie i mean it's like i think pretty phenomenal yeah especially considering at the end when you realize that she's like portraying three this person who is going through like a mental psychosis kind of thing um but yeah so you know i obviously highly recommend this movie i'm always trying to tell people about this movie i feel like it's very overlooked very underrated uh it's like my little it's it's always been my little like secret gem of a movie that i love to show people because i just Mm. i really feel so strongly about it and um i just have always loved it and when i was a kid it freaked me the fuck out i'll say Mm -hmm. that much it doesn't really scare me that much anymore i don't think it's even really that scary Mm -hmm. like looking at it now as an adult person but i saw this when i was pretty young Mm -hmm. and i remember it just totally terrifying me Mm -hmm. and Aaliyah. we watched it together for the first time and we were just like sitting there afterwards. We we're just like, oh my God, that was so scary. <laughs> but I don't really think it's actually that scary. But now I just think it's a great movie. I just think it's like really well made. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, next I'm glad time, you liked it. Next time I get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in for that next time because we will be doing another episode of Totally Tell Me next week as we do every week. Uh, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like it, share it with a friend, subscribe, leave us a rating on iTunes, helps us get the word out. And our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And uh, yeah, we'll be next. We'll be back next next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Totally Tell Me.